0: Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the second part of the Fulham Focus Q&A with Les Strong. If you haven't heard the first part yet, don't panic, you can find this on our website along with all our other Q&As and that's FulhamFocus.com. For everybody else, welcome back, hope you enjoyed the first part, we're going to continue where we left off with Les looking back at his time at Fulham, really hope you enjoy it. Uh, like so, when when was you given the captain's armband, and 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 how much of was it a surprise, or was it was you a senior player at the time? Was you, you know you know a leader? Was you expecting it?
1: Um, no, at the time, um, uh, Tony Gow was the um, captain, and he was the youngest ever uh, captain of Fulham at seventeen. And um, Malcolm McDonald took over, and uh, he called me in and said. Um, he said, uh, I want to make a change. He said, um, uh, I think Tony is too young to be a captain. Really? <laughs> at, at 17, yeah. He said, he's going to be a great player. We know that, he said, but I just think I'd like to take it off. So uh, I said, uh, well, I said, Malcolm, I think you should leave it as it is um, because, um, you know, I know Gaby's family. So he's a great player, going to be a great player. I said, uh, you know, I don't need to have an armband to be a captain. He said, well, if you don't take it, he said, I'm going to give it to someone else. I said, well, Malcolm, you know, leave it as it is, go on. You know, you don't want to disrupt things. Uh, he said, I'll give you an extra £100. I went, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but Gailey's Galey, uh, still got the um, So if anyone ever sees Gailey, ask him about it. not getting the captain, not keeping the captaincy. Um, but I think Malcolm wanted a, a senior pro and um, I was happy to do it and... Um, um, I'm proud to do it and I'm delighted uh, to take on that role
0: Well I mean I don't, I don't think Gal can get the umph I mean 17 I think he's the right call
1: Yeah no it was the right call um, uh, Bobby Campbell made him made him uh, captain um, I mean you see that Tone was going to go on to bigger things or well, not bigger things so much but you know he's going to be a real good player and um and I just think it's the right thing at seventeen, you know you should probably concentrate on um on on your on your game as opposed to having to worry about other players around you and talking tactics for the managers etc. et, cetera, et cetera. so uh yeah, I think it was i think it was the right move and um you know Gay went on to great things and spent ten years at west ham
0: well i can't, I can't imagine Ryan insisting on being the captain
1: um no we well, i think you know
0: I don't see players shouting at players nowadays. No, no. Well, mind you, he'd, he'd do, probably do a better job than the captains we got. I mean, I love Kearney, but there's, there, yeah. But I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think in general, the game, it's a different game now. There, there isn't as many leaders. I just think, you
1: know, I'm not talking about Fulham, I'm talking about everybody in general. It just seems uh, players seem to accept um, when players make mistakes and just, you know,
0: yeah, you go yeah. and
1: let it fly over their head, well, we'll you know, we when Alan Murray was catching he grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and, and made sure that you didn't uh, repeat that mistake.
0: Well, I think, but, yeah, but I, I think nowadays they're wrapped in cotton wool, so you don't want to upset their ego. Uh,
1: possibly right, possibly right. But uh, I'd like to see a captain like that. You know, Graham Souness, that sort of player. You know, I, I love those sort of
0: players. Yeah, no, yeah, I think all fans do. Yeah. Um, got a few quick fire questions for you. Okay. Not sure how quick fire they'll be, but we'll try oh. and get through them quite rapid. Like your closest friends at the club. Closest,
1: closest friend, my closest friend at the club when I was playing. Yeah. Um, I would say John Mitchell or Bobby Moore.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Surprised you said Bobby Moore. I didn't think you would have played for him with him that long.
1: Uh I played about three years, I think it was.
0: Oh, was it really? He, oh, yeah, he did. He, he played like hundred and forty odd games, didn't he? Yeah. We, People forget that, didn't they? When they they talk about him.
1: Yeah, they think he was just there a season. They did about uh, three seasons, I think. But uh, I I stay
0: friends with him after. So. Oh, nice. Ed
1: uh, John Mitchell.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, So he was your roommate then. I take it.
1: Um, I, my roommates were um John Mitchell, um Bobby Moore, Alan Mallory, uh, and George Best. And Kevin
0: Locke, maybe all my roommates. Not bad bad five-side team, is it? No, not bad, was it? <laughs> <laughs> you in goal. <laughs> Looks like
1: I'd have been doing all the running, by
0: the way. But uh, who was the biggest joker, other than yourself? Uh, Tony Gow. Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah, well, he,
1: he was. He was and is. So, uh,
0: but yeah. great personality tone and um, real good to have
1: around the club.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can see that on Sky. Yeah, he's got his yeah. bubbly character, yeah.
1: But he's like that all the time.
0: Not... Yeah, 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 I can
1: imagine. you got, got to be on your guard all the time with
0: him. Yeah, I bet. What, what about Biggest Mona? Biggest Mona, um, uh,
1: Roger Brown
0: or Tony Gow. Okay. I can actually see that with Roger Brown, just picturing him, the picture. Yeah, he, yeah, he was uh, He was a good
1: player to play, for, play with um uh knew his limitations um but was really effective you know real brave and uh and uh he was a good laugh good dry sense of humor and, yeah. uh, and you know great strong character great to, great to play next and we had him and uh, Tony Gow on the same team that was a
0: uh, yeah great partnership yeah yeah who were the best and worst in training and when I make, when I when I say worst I kind of mean like who just just turned up and just didn't try just couldn't be asked. Um,
1: the best, uh, probably someone like John Fraser, um, who I came through the youth team with. Um, he was real dedicated, you know, tried his hardest every single day. And the worst... Um, uh, the, well, that was a few, actually. Probably me, towards the end of my career. <laughs>
0: um,
1: um, Peter O'Sullivan. Yeah. Although
0: he was a great player. But, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't mean who was the worst player. I meant who was the like the worst in training. No, like the... I was
1: just saying he was the worst in training. Um, but he was a great player. Yeah. 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 So it didn't. It didn't correlate that if you had a bad training session that you play bad on the Saturday.
0: But... Okay. Fair enough. Um, who was the best player?
1: The best player, Bobby Moore. Yeah. Without, that, without a doubt,
0: hard to argue with that. I, 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 know.
1: I, I, I played next to him, and, and just to play, just to pick up how he read the game. Um, yeah, uh, how he conducted himself.
0: Um, Do you think he knew how good he was?
1: Um, I yes, I, I, he he read the game so well. You know, he wasn't the fastest, uh, wasn't the greatest head in the ball, um, but you know, he could position himself. He would read the game. He would see. The opposing player, the shape of his body, where he was aiming, what he was looking at, look around him. And he would read the game so well that he would put himself in the position where the ball was. and He'd be a second or two in front of everybody else. Um, that's why people like Pele couldn't get past him. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, so uh, And that for someone that was really slow.
0: Was he?
1: He was, yeah, incredibly slow, but his, his, his mind was sharp, was fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's that's what got him out of trouble a lot of the time.
0: What was the best nickname?
1: Best nickname, I liked Noisy.
0: For O'Driscoll.
1: Sean O'Driscoll. Yeah, I gave most people their nicknames, and I uh, gave it to Noisy. I don't think I ever heard him speak, but it. <laughs> and it stuck with him, you know. So he's gone through his whole career. He's had a great career. Now. He's managed he's managed for about twenty years, um, and the nickname sticks with him. Noisy
0: yeah no no good doing an audio q and a with him then <laughs> <laughs> i'm still amazed I mean, he's
1: a lovely fellow and, he, and he, he was a terrific player um but um uh but uh, i'm amazed he became a manager for twenty years yeah uh
0: so uh but anyway so noisy he he was my dad's favorite player favorite ever player he,
1: he was your dad's favorite player
0: yeah yeah sure i just call was, yeah
1: Go on, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, thought, <laughs> I it was just coming.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what was Malcolm McDonald like? Sorry, mate? What was Malcolm McDonald like?
1: I like Malcolm. Um, I thought he was very similar to um, to Alex Stott. The um, uh, way he carried himself, conducted himself and dressed the players. Um, wasn't the greatest uh, tactician and trainer. Um, but um, he was a breath of fresh air uh, when he came to Fulham, and um, you know we all, we would have run for a brick wall for him. So uh, I like Malcolm, although he did get rid of me, so I'm not sure I do like him really. Come the thing
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> what what um because you obviously played in a couple of iconic teams, obviously '75, then you played the era with Bobby Moore and, and George Best and Marsh, and then you was promoted with McDonald, and and they played some unbelievable football, I'm told. Yeah. What was the best team you played in?
1: Um, they were all different, um, uh, but I'd I think without a doubt it was the '75 uh, team. Uh, yeah. Well balanced mixture of um, senior players and um, and uh, kids coming through. Um, and, and that season, I think well, we played f- 58 or 60 games. We only used 16 players. So all 16 players played the, uh, you know,
0: played amazing. that whole season. Um, amazing. If
1: you think, yeah, amazing if you think about it now.
0: Yeah, yeah. The players are getting rotated every, five, every seconds. five minutes,
1: so oh, they're tired. But.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so that team, I think, uh, it was a uh, real great to play.
0: No, yeah, good.
1: There's Barrett and Jimmy Conway on the wing, Mitch up front, Busby, uh, Slough and uh, Mallory in midfield, and Moore and Lacey. You know, it was a, it was a real good team.
0: It's really interesting, right? Like, to hear because um, I, I, I honestly wasn't sure what way you were going to go with that.
1: Did you think I'd say the '82 team then?
0: I, I honestly didn't know because then, but then, then Bobby Moore, Marsh, and and, and Best, you know, in the, in the late '70s, Teddy Maybank, I I didn't know what what way you was going to go.
1: I think with the '75 team, uh, we were successful because uh, so, we got the cup final uh, the 82 team we were successful because we got promoted um, but the one in between um, we were in the bottom half of the table I mean, we, did, we weren't really successful I mean, it was great that other uh, Hereford game um, and it was great fun to play with. And, and there were some real good players as you said Teddy Maybank um, Ray Evans um, Ray Evans what a great player he was right back um, but we weren't successful um, so, I think um, when you talk about uh, the best team you played, I think you have to pick one that was successful and not one that you had the most fun in. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, because. Fun
1: in the 70s, late 70s.
0: Although, although like, Mickey Adams' promotion, Keegan, Tagana, I mean, uh, obviously, McDonald's one, and there's, there's a couple more. They're all promotions at the end of the day. Like, the two. Most iconic teams have got to be Roy Hodgson's team and your team, the '75, because they're the teams that that got to cup finals. They're just so it's so rare to to get to cup finals, especially for a club like Fulham. So,
1: yeah, I think you have to have some success at the end of it um, to to justify saying that was the uh, you know the greatest team I played in. Um, and it's nice to be to say. I mean, we got two we got the two cup finals that year. We got to the Anglo yeah cup final. Um,
0: did you lose that as well? Well,
1: uh, Yeah, well, I scored an own goal in that one. I didn't do too well in Cup Bones. I missed the first one. I scored an own goal in the next one. So, um, But yeah, we lost that one as well. Uh, is in
0: the. Uh... You didn't go to Hamburg, did you? Uh,
1: I went to the Hamburg game, yeah.
0: Oh, I'll stay away if we get there again.
1: I'm staying away from Cup Bones. <laughs> if we get to another Cup Bones, I'll not
0: come. <laughs> you make sure, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> My me, won't you? Uh, right um, so a combined best 11 of your, your Fulham career
1: um, I would choose um, Jerry Payton as my goalie um, I would choose uh, a back four of uh, Ray Evans uh, Bobby Moore John Lacey can I include myself and myself
0: go on left
1: back um, I'll choose, uh, um, Alan Mullery in midfield with, I'll put George Best on the right side of the midfield. with have uh, let him give him three to go forward. And I'll choose Peter Sullivan as a left-sided midfield player, the best left-sided midfield player I've played. Fantastic he was. Um, and then I would choose, um... Les Barrett on the left wing uh, with uh, front two of uh, John Mitchell and Gordon Davis.
0: Good team.
1: Yeah, the two great goal scorers. Les Barrett was fantastic on the wing going down the line. He he, he can supply the crosses, so they give a little bit of balance. So Les Barrett on the left and Jules Best can go off down the right.
0: How how close <laughs> was you to from playing with, uh, like, or training with Johnny Hangs? Because he, I think he was like about 71, wasn't it? His last game. Yeah, no, he
1: was, um, I think he left in, he was still at the club when I was there, but he'd he retired by then, so I never got to play with
0: him. Um, oh, that's the
1: same. I did, I did know him, yeah, um, but not on, not on the playing side, but, um, you know, legendary, I mean, took anybody that, that ever played with him, they said he's the best player that, um, anyone ever played with. Yeah. Greatest pass for the ball, so, uh. So that's another plus for us, isn't it? You know, is to have someone like him play all his career and never want to play with
0: anyone else. Amazing, yeah. Yeah,
1: fantastic.
0: That's why he's got a statue.
1: Well, absolutely, yeah. It's a lovely statue,
0: isn't it? You know what? It's. Uh, I mean, I love Jules Cohen as well, but it's not, not quite the same. That Johnny Haynes statue is probably the best, most accurate statue I've ever seen.
1: Exactly like him, doesn't it? Yeah. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, pride of place right outside the ground.
0: Fantastic. Oh, just, it's just, and, and the little, um, like, the little platform it sits on that matches the brickwork. It's just, yeah. It's just so classy. It's, it's, it's just,
1: yeah, that's as good as you'll see,
0: I think. I think so. I think, I think it's the, and it's perfect for us. Yeah, perfect for us. Uh, and, uh, you know,
1: outside our little stadiums, it looks great.
0: Yeah, it does. No, it does. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of bringing a tear to my eye thinking about it now. I don't, know, I don't know why. From time to time, I get this. I Just, just being yeah. there is just...
1: How do you think it compares with um, Michael Jackson? Oh,
0: I mean, oh, it's like you're asking me to pick my favourite child. <laughs> <laughs> no, it weren't quite the same, was it?
1: They said we should have brought it back because as soon as they took it down, we got relegated. oh
0: yeah i definitely feel we're cursed yeah we're cursed
1: there yeah but uh
0: anyway
1: yeah so johnny hangs um but uh you know a a real nice man and i'm i'm delighted to be um hosting his uh, the lounge in his name so
0: i'll do you still do that yeah yeah good still
1: do that 14 years i've been doing it now so i'm almost gonna do it as long as i play
0: (laughs) there you go you set a new record soon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> They'll have you on the pitch for the next um, home game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only at Fulham could you go from Johnny Ains to Michael Jackson.
1: There you go. Yes, yeah, I can. I can flip back
0: and forward. Right. So going back to you, touched on why you left the club. You said Malcolm McDonald made the decision. Was it? Was it a football indecision? Um, I I I
1: think it was. I, I would say. Um, well, he said to me, he said, I don't think you're playing very well. Um, he said, I'm going to replace you with uh, Paul Parker. I said, Paul Parker? I said, he's useless. I said, he can't tackle. I said, every time he gets the ball, he gives it away. I said, he's slow. I said, he can't hit the ball. I said, above all, he's tiny. Um, and Paul Parker was sold to Manchester United. He won the FA Cup, the Premiership, the Champions League, played for England semi-final semifinal of the World Cup. So... It took me about five years, but I said, Malcolm, do you know what? That wasn't a bad decision. And um, But uh, I, I, I was coming towards the end of my career, I think. I, I probably took my eye off the ball. I, I sort of bought a pub um, while I was still playing, which probably wasn't a good idea at the time.
0: Yeah, the the Be- Belvedere Arms.
1: The Belvedere Arms. We gave Charles uh, Peterson his, uh, uh, his, his debut, uh, famous disc jockey.
0: And, um, and you're the only, uh, you're the only. I'm reading this, because this is what Liam sent me, you're the only ex-Fulham legend, to the best of his knowledge, to bar the founder, Peter Green, of the one of the biggest I fans, agree. Fleetwood Mac.
1: Uh, Fleetwood Mac, I did, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what an achievement. Him. I didn't know
1: it was him, yeah, but uh, he was in a bad time uh, in his life, I think, and he didn't look too clever, and uh, I, I, I barred him. Uh, when I barred him someone said you know he just barred us I said, who was it I said, Peter Green of Fleetwood Mac um, so uh, I've probably done him a favour because he came off all the booze and the drugs after that and uh, he's, he's recovered so um, I'm delighted for him there and um, if I was to have another pub I'd, I'd be the first to invite him in
0: <laughs> I might start a campaign
1: Start campaign, bring
0: Bring him. bring Fleetwood Mac back. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, yeah. <laughs> him in the pubs. And and pubs. Uh, I I understand you've had your own little um dipping your toes into the pop industry.
1: Well we did, yeah, in seventy um
0: The Fulham Furries.
1: The Fulham Furies, which on you get on YouTube.
0: <laughs> what is it, Furies? I thought you said furries. Furries, well that's
1: your mind, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Furies. Uh, <laughs> own the um, the Marquee Club, um, famous Marquee Club, and uh, he's still around. He comes into my lounge every week, um, and um, he uh, he said, "Why don't we make a record?" And, and he was managing a punk group at the time called the cracks and they they did the music. And uh, he got all the team in to um, to come in and sing, and um, uh, he decided that I would be the lead singer, and. Uh, of course, I thought that was great at the time, but of course it was punk music, so I think it didn't really matter whether you could sing or not.
0: And and uh, one review said that you sounded like a portable toilet flushing.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you know, we didn't sell too many copies. I think we sold ten copies, uh, yeah. but we tried anyway. I have one. Yeah, I don't think there's any left. They're the collectors' items, but uh, you can you can listen to it on YouTube. So uh, uh, click onto that, and you can
0: hear it. Oh, I will do. Don't worry. Um, right. So, so and, and another funny one. You came out of retirement for eighteen months to play forty-five minutes for Rochdale.
1: Uh, I did. I was in the pub. Of Vic Hallam, who played for us um, at um, at Fulham, um, we had a joint, a uh, mutual friend. And he called me up. I was in the pub. I'd, I'd, I'd retired. And uh, he called me up and said, oh, he said, what do you do?' I said, I was in the pub. He said, like, I'm looking for a player coach. Would you be interested? And I said, well. Oh. I said, where are you? He said, Rochdale, And I, I had to be honest. I said, where is it? And what league are you in? And um, he told me. So, um, you know, I was sort of tempted by the idea of coaching. So uh, I came out of retirement. I hadn't trained. Uh, I went up there and uh, I played one game. And... Um, so they were, they were to put it mildly, they weren't the best of teams. Um, I, said, I kept the, knocking the ball up in the centre forward, and he kept falling over it. And um, after time, I said, "What's up, mate?" I said, "Why do you, why do you keep tripping up?" He said, well, "I've got to be honest, he said, I'm not used to balls dropping at my feet." He said, "They're normally up by my neck." He said, so that was the sort of level that we were playing at, and um, and uh, they never paid me. So, uh, but you, but
0: he says here that you in an online poll you made the worst 11 in the club history
1: I was voted the worst signing in Rochdale's history and I didn't think I was that bad to be quite honest <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think was, I knew it was then time to retire if I was voted the worst player in Rochdale history so uh, uh, I thought I played quite well but there you go yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion but um, yeah I, I shouldn't have come out of retirement and uh uh, one game, um, anyway, one one game was one game too many for I think that
0: brought down. They say never go back, don't they?
1: Never go back. Exactly right, yeah. yeah never go back. And, and I'd been eighteen months in my pub so that didn't
0: help. And in your in your brief spell at Brentford you played with ex Manchester United goalkeeper Paddy Roach.
1: Paddy Roach, um, yeah, Fred I was in the reserve I I got put in the reserves at Fulham and um I'd never been to the reserves before, to be quite honest, other than when I was coming up through the ranks. And um, Fred Callaghan was the manager with uh, Chopper Harris. And uh, uh, Fred said, well, you know, why don't you come to Brentford? He said, and, um, you know, we, we know what you're like. We'll see if you like us, you know, even though better than playing reserve football. I, was, I thought I knew I wouldn't get back into the team by then. Towards towards the end of my career. And the um, first thing Chopper Harris said, he said, oh, I'm delighted you signed for us. He said, uh, I said, oh, thanks so much, Job. He said, no, you don't understand. I've never played with anyone slower than me. So that was a good start. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and I played six games, and we, I think six games, and we lost five and drew one. And, um, and that was it. Um, and Paddy Roach, and Paddy, I, I, every time you pass the ball back to Paddy, good old Paddy, he was a great player at Manchester United, but he, I think he did too well at Brentford. And, um, and um, I was telling this story to um, Shane Ritchie of EastEnders. I said, "God, oh, Paddy Roach." I said, "What a nightmare!" And it turned out to be his, his uh, uncle. He said, "It's my uncle."
0: You're joking.
1: Shane Ritchie's real name is Shane Roach. So uh, <laughs> I uh, wasn't being too kind about his uncle, um, yeah. which I didn't know was his uncle at the time. But um, so I'd lasted
0: about a month there and came back and then went on to Palace after that. So that was my brief
1: spell at Brentford. There you go. And uh, thank yeah. God it was brief. It,
0: uh, I'm glad it was brief, yeah. <laughs> to, so to our fans, obviously you, you had brief spells elsewhere, but you kind of are seen as like a, a one-club man, even though you're not. Do, do you wish you hadn't bothered going elsewhere?
1: Um, I wish I hadn't gone to Brentford. I mean that was that was just because I was in the reserves and I didn't want to be stuck around the reserves. I wanted to play first team football. Um, Rochdale, you can discount. Um, I, no, I was I was pleased I went to Palace. I, you know, Fulham's my club, um, and I and that, that's a good summation there about um, being a one club man. I feel like I'm a one club man, even though I did play uh, probably in total I only played about 19 games, not even 20 games for three other clubs. So, um I, I sort of regard myself as a one club man, but I I was pleased I went to Palace just to as I said earlier to, to um go full circle and to play for a club that had let me go when I was fourteen. So um um so I was pleased with it but um also, you know, delighted that I played so many games before them,
0: which is mm. my club. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah that's nice, yeah it's nice. We got we've got two more. Two more and then and then you can go back to doing what you were doing. Yeah, I can't remember what I was doing it so long ago. <laughs> Sorry. That's
1: right. It's you waffling, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I've been told that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell that, Liam. I was like, bloody hell, that, that's strong. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. Come Can go on. Um, right, so besides talking to me at this precise moment, what are you up to?
1: Um, well, I do the um, the lounge every, every, week, every other week at Fulham. Um, and um, I... We've got some property that I sort of manage and look after and paint and decorate and do fencing and gardening and all the odd jobs. I like doing odd jobs, little handyman stuff. so Little carpentry jobs and things like that. Um, so that's
0: what I do. Oh, good luck with that.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously, you're not a handyman. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah.
0: No, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a qualified carpenter. I'm a bus driver now, but that's what I started off as. Chippy, yeah. So. There you go. Well, we'll talk carpentry
1: next time,
0: I see. you Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, once once I've had enough of full and focus, I might start up my own carpentry website, and ah, I'll get I'll you on mad. there. Right. We'll, we'll make furniture. <coughs> yeah, that'd be fantastic, darling. I, mean, I love, love making furniture. Not that I'm any good at it, but
1: you can give me some tips. Maybe a little rocking chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, I well, would we'll do that off there. Eh? We'll do that off there. <laughs> well, our last question: pie or pasty? Uh. Hi? Which one? Um,
1: steak, mince, mince pie. Mince steak. Lovely, lovely. Steak and onion.
0: Well, on that note, mate, I've I've got to go now. Honestly, that's, oh, I actually got through all the questions, funny enough, which is brilliant. Well done, well done. I know, I know, I don't. I'll be on on, on the pitch Saturday now with uh, Stannard collecting my award for managing to do this in an hour.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Well done. It's an absolute pleasure talking to
0: hold you, Dan. Yeah. No. Same to you. Honestly, it's a privilege. It's a nono. It really is.
1: Thank, thank you very much. And um, let's hope that uh, the season's end, season ends well for us and uh, that we're back up where we belong in the
0: Premiership. Uh, Absolutely. Hope so. Okay, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Yeah, Cheers. Bye, Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Absolute pleasure. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. Les Strong there talking about his time at Fulham. I'd like to thank Les for taking the time to speak to me and I wish him all the best with his future. We will release updates when the next audio Q&A will be released via Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, so please give us a follow. Until then, my name's Danny Boyer, really hope you enjoyed this one and thank you as always for listening.